0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2.
1: Hello, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. Glad to have you with me today. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I want to start with a bit of housekeeping for you that you need to know. Uh, I know I've taken the last two Fridays I've been gone. I took my wife. Uh, to the mountains. And then I took Philip to Las Vegas. I'm not going to be here the next two days, but I don't want you to think I'm off. I'm actually, it is the two, ah, I don't even know how to say this. Um, it's, it's the two days on radio that I have to be on my flagship station and not with you. And they are the most grueling, difficult two days in radio for me every year. Uh, and they're the best. They're, they're the best. Um, so we do on our flagships, my flagship station, WSB in Atlanta, we do a carathon for children's healthcare of Atlanta. And it's tomorrow and Friday. And normally I do uh three hours and it's typically with my buddy Clark Howard and, and he his schedule doesn't work this year. And then I normally do a, a an hour on, on Friday and I would be with you, but I'm doing four hours again, so eight hours total. Uh, and I find it very difficult to do, and I love to do it, but I find it emotionally taxing uh, in large part because I'm I'm dealing with and, and talking to families who have battled childhood cancer. They're in last year a family who lost their child, uh, and a, I'm just very mindful of my wife's situation, and it is probably more emotionally Jarring for me. It is the two most emotionally draining days of radio I do every year. Um, And I can't describe how much I do my best to get out of doing them and how much I want to do them at the same time. It's so conflicting to me. Uh, And I don't mean that badly at all. I love to do it. It's such a wonderful cause. And it's also so emotionally taxing for me. And the idea of having to do it for eight hours over the next two days, um, I'm not looking forward to it. And I am at the same time. And I know that doesn't make sense. You just have, you got to experience it. It's a wonderful thing and a wonderful cause. Uh, and and I hope those of you who are listening on my flagship station or those of you who are listening on my Georgia affiliates will consider supporting the cause because in the southeast United States, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta is the number one pediatric cancer research center. Uh, it's in the top ten in the nation and the number one for blood disorders. Uh, and it's every penny goes towards the research and care of kids who are fighting cancer. But that's where I'll be the next two days. You will be in great hands here. And I will be there, uh, trying not to cry. So now let's let's move on to other things. Uh, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I I want to. I this is somewhat repetitive for some of you. If you're a regular listener, and I know I have a lot of people who do listen every day and they listen on the podcast. You would be amazed. Like for example, a week ago or so, something got messed up in the podcast, and so the first hour went out twice. And I had something by the end of the day, like thirty seven emails from people. And text messages from people saying, hey, your podcast is messed up. What's wrong? Charlie was inundated with people. I had people leaving comments on uh, Instagram and in Twitter. Uh, I I know people listen every day. So for some of you, this is repetitive. But I've also got some very big recent stations who haven't heard this, and I think they need to hear it because there are in Fulton County, Georgia, and I am in Fulton County, Georgia today. I am about a 10, 15-minute drive from the Fulton County Courthouse where a grand jury is meeting behind closed doors and is expected to indict former President Trump. And we don't know what the charges will be, but there is very credible speculation based on lines of questioning that it's going to be a RICO case. And I know I've explained this to you guys before, but I feel like I need to explain it one more time. I think I need to explain it one more time because we've got now WFTL down in Florida. We've got uh, Word in, in Greenville, South Carolina. We've got uh, WTIC in the in um, Hartford, Connecticut. We've got these three stations have come on since the last time I did this. They're very big stations, expansive audiences, and I want you guys to be smarter than your neighbors so you know what's coming. Uh, and it is there's a twist that has happened today. Do you remember the story about the election workers in Georgia? It was two women who Rudy Giuliani and others claim were doing hanky panky with the ballots, uh, filling out absentee ballots improperly, stuffing ballots, things like that. They made some claims about these two particular women. The women got a lot of death threats. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is today conceding that the claims were false. That's going to impact the RICO claims. Here, here's the problem. And this is the the this is why I think Donald Trump has a a good defense. Donald Trump relied on the advice of lawyers. You know, when your accountant screws up your taxes, the IRS is pretty good with you and not with your accountant. When, it, when it's your accountant who screws up your taxes and you say, it's my accountant, my accountant told me to do these things, the IRS, they're going to be understanding when you show that it actually was your your. Accountant, you relied on a certified financial, uh, certified public accountant, uh, your CPA. You were misled, not really your fault. You took the advice of the expert. I continue to believe that Donald Trump has a defense in claiming he listened to his lawyers. He listened to his lawyers, his lawyers told him these things. And I think they should be very hesitant to pursue Donald Trump in these cases because he listened to his lawyers. Rudy Giuliani, however, coming out today saying, well, he doesn't think he's liable for saying false statements, but he won't fight the fact that they were false statements about these two women. That's not good. Sidney Powell punished in, I think, Michigan for false statements and false claims and false accusations. That's not good. But I think it does provide some level of protection for Donald Trump. But here's what you need to know. So Georgia has something uh, called RICO. And RICO is a um, statute called the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. It is actually a federal law, RICO is. RICO was enacted uh, in 1970, October 15, 1970, at the federal level. And the, K, uh, the law, the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, RICO, is designed— to go after organized crime states have enacted their own RICO statutes now here's what you need to understand is RICO statutes can be used civilly and they can be used criminally i have used a RICO statute in my law practice civilly and here's what RICO does let's take the mob for example how how this came about the mob was running extortion rackets, getting money, telling businesses, we're going to protect you from robberies and break-ins, and if you don't pay us money, we're going to break in and rob you. They were doing drug deals in uh, New York Harbor. They were providing pornography and then blackmailing people, famous people, who would come in and, and watch the pornography. In many cases, they were entrapping people with either uh, prostitutes, male or female, prostitutes. So you had drugs. You had extortion. You had blackmail. You had pornography. And then you had money laundering operations. You had dry cleaners, where no one actually used the dry cleaner, but the dry cleaner— could was a front for money laundering. They would claim the business. They would take the profits from the drug trade, run them through the the laundromats, and claim that the money was actually profits from the laundromats. That's where we get money laundering. Uh, they're, they're laundering the money through the laundromat, so to speak. But these are different these are different entities. They are different businesses. There are different people involved. And the people in the drug racket are firewalled from the people in the in the laundromats who are firewalled, from the people in the adult porn shops who are firewalled, from the people doing the extortion who are firewalled from the people doing the blackmail who are firewalled from all the other people. And the government needed to come up with a way to say, wait a second, these are all individual separate crimes and individually there were separate people, but they're all interconnected in that they all go back to the same mob bosses and it's the same mob bosses. And we want to go to the mob bosses. We we got to get these people. So they came up with with Rico that you can take all of these unrelated crimes and build them into a single comprehensive case against the bad guy. There's a case happening in Atlanta right now with with a a gang and a rapper, and the rapper was doing performances, and the gang was breaking into cars and stealing guns and things at the the concerts of the rapper, and it appeared the rapper and the gang were coordinating, and they used RICO to tie it all together, and the, the prosecution is ongoing. In Georgia, Georgia has a twist. Georgia's RICO statute is probably the broadest RICO statute in America. In fact, I I suspect it may get challenged constitutionally if they were to convict Donald Trump under the Georgia RICO statute, depending on how they do it. Because the Georgia RICO statute allows you to take a bunch of things that happen out of the state of Georgia and tie them back to the state of Georgia. You see, they use this fancy word "nexus." The nexus of events. Let's go back to the mob bosses. You, you got the the money laundering at the laundry match. You got the drug dealing. You got the porn shops. You, you got the extortion, uh, the shakedowns of small businesses. Well, the the nexus is that they're all they're in Queens, New York. And they're all running this stuff back through to a mob boss who is orchestrating all of it together separately in different different ways. But they can string this all together to go get to the mob boss and the mob boss's associates because the nexus of events in Queens, New York, ties together all these disparate events. What the DA in Georgia could do with Donald Trump is say, look, they were trying to overturn the election in Georgia. Here's Rudy Giuliani slandering to election workers and now admitting that it didn't matter, that the stuff was false. It was false, but it doesn't matter. It wasn't actionable, except under RICO it becomes actionable, even if it's not actionable otherwise, because you can say it was used to try to undermine the integrity of the election. And then look over in Arizona. Look at what they were doing in Arizona. They were calling it out the Arizona election. They were doing what they could to overturn the Arizona election. Well, the overturning of the Arizona election is tied to the Georgia overturning the Georgia election. The nexus is in Georgia. Donald Trump comes to Georgia. He makes a big stand. He goes after Brad Raffensperger. He goes after Brian Kemp. Oh, and look over here in Pennsylvania. What were you doing in Pennsylvania? And what about Michigan? So in Georgia, the way that Georgia is so expansive compared to other state RICO statutes is Georgia takes the events that happened out of Georgia, ties them to the events that happened in Georgia, and you have a much more expansive case with a much broader, picture. That's why people are concerned about the Georgia case. That's why they take the Georgia case so seriously. Because if you go after shenanigans that happened in Michigan and Nevada and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Arizona, and you show that they fit the same pattern of practice and behaviors as Georgia... And they were conducted with the same mission as Georgia to overturn the election. On behalf of the same person, Donald Trump, you can go after Donald Trump. You can say, how is that fair? And that's going to be a question for the courts to decide. The Georgia-RICO statute has been challenged constitutionally on a lot of grounds. It has not, to my knowledge, been challenged on its overbreadth on its over coverage. And this may be the opportunity for that challenge. It has held up to every other challenge. But if you want to understand why a lot of people are saying the Georgia case is so serious for Trump, that's why, because we have the Brad Raffensperger phone call. We have the audio of that phone call. We have people going down to South Georgia, getting some voting machines improperly, best we know. We have Rudy Giuliani admitting he wasn't telling the truth about these workers in Atlanta. And then we have the stuff that happened in Arizona and Nevada and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan, and we tie all that into Georgia, and you got a big, compelling case. And by the way, do you know who has some good expertise in RICO cases in Georgia? Who actually came to fame for prosecuting RICO cases in Georgia? That would be the Fulton County prosecutor, Fannie Willis, who, as the assistant DA in Fulton County, used RICO aggressively to go after gangs and others. She knows how to use RICO, she knows the statutes, and she's got even more people around her who are even more adept with her. She's assembled a team of people. Whether you agree or disagree with the stuff about 2020 or with Trump, I suspect Trump in an appeal could bring down the RICO statute, but he would have to be convicted first. And they seem to be headed towards an indictment And the rumor is we may find out about this indictment within the next two weeks. So stick around and stay tuned. If we do get one, we don't know the specific charges, but we know enough to know that it's going to be based on RICO. And that is going to make this a very interesting trial when they start dragging in stuff that happened in Arizona and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan, all to show a pattern and practice just like what happened in Georgia. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to The Sensibles. And at bcs-kids.com. The Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids age 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way bcs-kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. Buy a subscription for your loved ones and each month they'll get a sensible kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com, enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here. Let's jump to the phones. Craig, you're going to be up first. Welcome.
0: Uh, Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to comment on the Hunter Biden thing. Yeah. Uh, They have had Fox News on here at work, and ever since the story broke, they've been like, covering it like it's the biggest story since they invented the wheel and you know we're going to see hunter biden in a jumpsuit any moment (laughs) now right um i mean you can call me a cynical or a realist or whatever but i mean we've seen this maybe too many times out of washington and i think anyone's fooling themselves despite today's drama if they think this is going to end any other way than hunter basically walking away scot-free especially as long as his dad runs the justice department
1: As long as his dad runs the Justice Department, yeah. I mean, the the idea that Hunter is going to go to the big house. My personal suspicion is that uh, on Joe's last day in office, he pardons Hunter for anything and everything. Um, I I, I strongly believe, uh, just as the left accused Trump of saying, oh, well, Trump's going to pardon all these people on his way out the door, and he didn't, that that's what Biden's going to do. And the media won't say two things about it. They they won't care. Say, well, what would you expect a father a father's love for his son? Can we really can we really be surprised? Um, my only caveat in all of this thus far is that uh, the Republicans making such a big issue of this and highlighting the double standard does force some level of action. But I do think that there should be a special counsel, and it's notable. They're not offering a special counsel, uh, and Merrick Garland refuses to appoint one and they should. But, yeah, um, will will the deal be done? Will he be part? Undoubtedly, there's no way he ever goes to jail for any of this stuff, or Joe for that matter. Now, I want you to go to Vision Computers. VisionComputers.com is the website, or you can call them 404-Compute. Listen, I'm talking back to school for you right now, but this applies to your business as well. They can build you a computer, a laptop or a desktop, multiple laptops, multiple desktops. They can build them for you so you get exactly what you want to need, not just what was in the big box store. And then they service them for you. So... Uh, they can remote in, they can help you set up email, they can help you with your printer support, they can help you do stuff online, they can make sure your antivirus software is up to date, they can navigate things online for you remotely so you don't even have to take your computer to them, or you can send it to them if you got a big physical problem. But if it's a software problem, they can probably deal with it online. They make your life really easy, they keep your computers up and going. They've done this with my son. My son has a desktop gaming PC from Vision Computers, and he has called tech support for pretty much every single thing. uh, that he's needed. They've even helped him get his email set up for him, and I didn't have to do it. It's been fantastic. Your employees could be in the same boat. 404-Compute, 404-Compute, 404-Compute. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877 973 7425 um well, where's the break wait, wait, wait hold on this is <laughs> what um just hang on. I'm trying to get clarified. it appears Hunter Biden just pleaded not guilty to charges uh, after the judge stripped away immunity from further prosecutions out of his deal. Um, so the deal was off. The deal was on. And now the deal is off again. Maybe uh, this is like Schrodinger's deal. If you look at the deal, it's dead. If you don't look at the deal, it's alive. What the heck is going on? Well, I, I will try to figure this one out. Uh, Schrodinger's deal. We got here. Um, um, um What? Uh, I, I'm just looking. Yep. The the, the prosecutor is. Refi- yep. Here we go. Here we go. Breaking news, Hunter Biden has pled not guilty. The judge says she could not take the deal as constructed because she cannot agree to a deal that would prohibit the prosecution of future crimes. The judge's main problem with the agreement is that the document specifies if Hunter Biden breaches the agreement she would have to make a finding of fact on the matter before the before the government could bring charges she said that's outside her lane she wouldn't make that finding of fact therefore she has refused to do this um i mean you 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 don't commit to not prosecuting for crimes outside the scope of the agreement either which is one of the weird words but yeah it appears now the deal is off hunter biden has pled not guilty um, and we'll proceed from there. This is just kind of weird. All right. Um. Okay. So there's that's what we have right now. Breaking news: the Hunter Biden deal off again. Schrodinger's deal by the end of the day. If we're looking at it directly, maybe we'll see a live deal. But right now, the deal is dead, and uh, the the judge, uh, in, in large part, saying that she's she's tossing it because the she she can't agree to do what the prosecutors and defense attorneys agreed which is she would make findings of fact on a case if Hunter Biden breached the deal before prosecution happened she says that's not in her wheelhouse as a judge um it, which is true uh, you can't do this it's it's just it's fascinating Uh, The judge will not accept or reject the plea deal. She wants more information about the other prosecutions that are possibly pending, and she is not getting that from uh, anybody. They're they're not talking to her. They're not describing to her what is involved in the uh, Foreign Agent Registration Act investigation. They don't want to do that in open court. Now, this is somewhat ironic because they don't want to do this in open court, and we got the UFO guy testified in Congress today. We're going to get to his testimony here shortly, and he doesn't want to say anything publicly either. It's, it's, It's kind of a nothing burger as to where it's headed. Okay, before we get to any of that, before we get to anything else, I have put this off. I have put this off, and I have put this off, and I can't in good consciousness put it off any further. I've been kicking the can of the road down the story because I'm tired of talking about this stuff, but I got to talk about it because it's news. And I try not to just do your red meat conservative talk, here's what you want, chum in the water, attack, attack, attack. I, I try to actually talk about the news, but I haven't wanted to talk about this news because it is like – the, the 2024 presidential stuff, and I'm already tired of the 2024 presidential campaign. I'm ready for 2028. Um, I'm just not enthusiastic right now. Everybody seems to be lemmings running off the cliff. But I got to talk about this. Before I do, I should announce that I believe my son is dead. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been murdered. My son, during commercial break earlier, he sent me a video and he sent it to his mother and his sister. And it showed a mom cleaning off the son's sink. Complaining, I tell him to put his stuff up all the time. And she takes his toothbrush and she puts it in a drawer. And that's the only thing on the counter with the sink. And then she turns around and there's all this hair and makeup and all this other stuff spread all over the counter as if there's nothing wrong. <laughs> Pretty sure my son got himself killed by his mother and his sister. You know, we're going through this in our house. Uh, we finally had to so we've we've got our our house has a a guest room upstairs with a bathroom, but my wife uses that room as her sewing room, and so she uses the closet of the bathroom as her sewing closet, and so we don't use that bathroom. But my son and my daughter are now but they're both teenagers and they're fighting over sharing a bathroom. And the my daughter, she's got a lot of stuff. Women, y'all got a lot of stuff. Y'all got the makeup stuff, y'all got the the skincare stuff, y'all, y'all got the the hair Product stuff. Y'all got a lot of stuff. The boy's got a toothbrush, a tooth toothpaste, deodorant, and allegedly a razor and shaving cream. But he's not there yet. That's it. He's he's got. I mean, I can he, I can count it when he try. He's got a toothbrush and a toothpaste. Not that he knows how to use them. Apparently, he's got deodorant. Not that he ever uses it, and he's got a razor. and... And he's got a he's got a shaving cream. Not that he uses I don't know why he keeps this stuff. It's not like he's gonna use this stuff. I mean, hygiene and my son are like at war with each other. But that's all he's got. The women in the house, they got the nail stuff, they got the face stuff, they got the makeup stuff, they got the hair stuff. They got all the other stuff. They got the stuff I don't even know what the stuff is. They got the hair dryer. They they got yeah, I mean, you, you they got the cotton balls, they got the cotton swabs, they got the q-tips, they, they got all this stuff. All the, I, I don't know what all this stuff is for. Don't give me all the essential oils. They got all this stuff. The boys got the toothbrush, the toothpaste, the razor, the shaving cream, and and, and the deodorant. And they're like, oh my god, you're leaving your stuff everywhere. <laughs> what? What? might have just died by pointing that out. Nonetheless, okay, that was my diversion to get out of it. We must talk about Joe Biden's 2024 presidential campaign. I'm beginning to fall into the camp where some of you are, that he knows he's not going to run for president. He's running a bare-bones presidential reelection campaign. Now, I know what they're doing. It really isn't about him not running in 2024. It's about something else, I'll tell you. But he's running a very bare-bones campaign, and the campaign has decided that they need to protect him more. So essentially, we're about to get Joe Biden moving back into the basement. They don't want him on the campaign trail. They're afraid it will wear him out. They don't think they have to have him on the campaign trail. So here's what you got to understand. Uh, The Biden campaign running a very bare bones campaign. They're actually going to rely on outside groups to run the campaign for him. It's very much like the DeSantis model, which isn't working so great right now. We'll get into that. Uh, the DeSantis model is is rely heavily on an outside super PAC to do your door-to-door and some advertising and polling while you just do the bare bones, get the candidate moving, messaging sort of stuff with the campaign. That's what Biden wants to do. He will handle the message. His campaign will handle the messaging. They will put out video that uh, they'll put out raw video that everyone else can use to make their ads about him consistent with the message he's. Articulating, but he won't do a whole lot. In fact, his campaign plus the Democratic National Committee have raised less money than Ron DeSantis and the DeSantis Super PAC have raised. But he doesn't think he'll need all the money. The Biden campaign team is convinced Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee, and therefore he wins. That, that Biden wins. The Biden team is making the calculation that through prosecutions and the way they talk about Trump, that Republicans will go with Trump and Biden can beat Trump. That's his calculation. I don't know that he's right at the economy tanks. This is part of the problem I think that the Biden team has and does not realize that they have. Listen, it doesn't matter who the Republican nominee is. Jesus Christ himself would have a hard time running for president against a president whose campaign is doing great and the economy is smoking. If the economy is fired up and just smoking hot and the campaign is running on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders, Jesus Christ would have a hard time getting elected president of the United States. Not that Jesus wants to be president of the United States, but you get my point. It's hard to beat a president when the economy is really good. The only reason Biden beat Trump in 2020, and he did beat him, but the only reason he beat him was because of COVID. Had Trump not gotten governors to shut down states, it's kind of funny that he's been attacking DeSantis on shutting down Florida or not and all that. Uh, Had had Trump not shut down the nation— or encourage governors to do so, the economy would have kept rolling, and he probably would have gotten reelected. It's hard to beat presidents with good economies. And Biden thinks the economy is good. They're, They're taking claim for Bidenomics now. They're embracing the idea of Bidenomics. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the dim-witted White House press secretary.
0: That's Bidenomics in action. And the American people are beginning to feel Bidenomics.
1: Bidenomics. Bidenomics. The American people are beginning to feel Bidenomics. I don't know if you all know this, but we just had in 24 hours the fastest rise in gas prices in five years. I don't know if you all noticed this or not, but grain prices are starting to go up and your bread prices are starting to go up because the Russians are restricting the grain supply out of of Ukraine. You got the Saudis restricting oil, the Russians restricting grain. And by the way, it is 46 after the hour. In about 14 minutes, we'll discover the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates and they're expected to raise interest rates. So it's very possible, very possible that we see an economic recession, which means the Biden team playing it safe is actually going to hurt him. And they're so convinced that Trump's going to be the nominee and he'll be so bogged down in prosecutions. They're so convinced the economy will be good right now. They're making a series of calculations of playing it safe, shaping the field to ensure that Donald Trump is the nominee for the GOP. One of their calculations going off could mess everything up. And this is the problem for the Biden campaign. And this is fundamental. This is is not about partisanship. This is not me, Eric Erickson. Formerly elected Republican, conservative radio show, talk show. This is just a guy who's run political campaigns. You see, every campaign is designed based on a theory of the race. Every campaign has a theory of the race. And you make your strategy and your calculations of strategy based on the theory of the election. And the Biden theory of the election is that Trump's the nominee. The economy is good. I win. But what if the economy is not good? What if we get to January, gas prices are up, bread prices are up, energy prices are up, interest rates are still up, highest interest rates. If if the Fed does raise interest rates now in about 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes, we'll find out if the Fed raises interest rates. It'll be the highest in 22 years. They've made a series of calculations based on the idea Trump's the nominee, the economy is good, I win. If the economy is not good, Trump could win. Any Republican could win if the economy goes in the tank. He. He could lose this thing, and they're playing it so safe they're going to keep him in the basement. They're going to let outside progressive groups – and the problem here is you let the outside progressive groups design the campaign. It's going to be about trans athletes and, and defending trans kids and 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 uh, gender surgeries and, and stuff like that that doesn't resonate with middle America. It's going to be cops are bad. Defund the police all over again. Let's bring on socialism. Rah! Howard Dean scream thrown in. It doesn't necessarily work that way, Mr. President. Your calculations, you're you're premising your entire campaign on two calculations, that's it. Trump is nominee, economy is good, I win. If Trump's not the nominee and the economy is good, you might still lose because people don't like you. If Trump's the nominee and the economy is bad, Trump might win. If Trump's not the nominee and the economy is bad, you really do lose. You don't have anything else to add. Good. Makes it easier to beat him. One of the groups that's going to try to help beat him is Patriot Mobile, and all they need you to do is take your cell phone service to Patriot Mobile, and as they grow their profits, they grow their giving to the conservative movement, and in return, you get guaranteed great service with Patriot Mobile. They're a cell phone provider. They can take your existing phone number and use it or give you a brand new phone number. They can take your existing unlocked phone or get you a new phone if you want it. Whatever you need, Patriot Mobile, they want to take care of you. As you grow their business, they grow their giving to the Second Amendment, the pro-life cause, conservative. Of candidates around the country, the conservative movement. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric is where you go. PatriotMobile.com/slash Eric or call them 972 Patriot. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name, 972 Patriot. They got 100% percent U.S. based customer service. Or go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. And hey, you can look online. They've got their um they've got their, their service map. You can see just how good the 5G, the data, and the voice is in your area. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972. 972- patriot hello there yes we're going to get into the ufos here soon 877-973-7425 tim i want to take your call next welcome
0: eric thanks for having me um you know all this election interference is really annoying i don't understand why he's not protected by these things but now you bring up the rico thing and i'm i'm wondering why is it, it is that the entire republican party is not corralling around it because it's the entire Republican Party that would be the quote-unquote organized crime uh, syndicate. I mean, he was their candidate. So how come RICO is not an attack against an entire political party?
1: Uh, That's a good question. So with RICO, you you can only go after individuals and you can't round up the whole party. Um, so you got to go after the individuals involved in the nexus of campaigns. And frankly, let's be honest here: there, there is a large segment of the Republican Party. In fact, uh, the the Trump team is actually pushing out that the DeSantis team is coordinating with the Department of Justice to try to go after Trump. Uh, that was their press release yesterday. That that DeSantis is working with the DOJ on on crimes against Trump. Essentially. Um, there is a portion of the GOP that really does hope that they take Trump out in court. Um, they 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 want Trump gone. They think that Trump's a liability and they are A-OK with Fannie Willis in Georgia. They will come to the microphone and they will say, this is terrible. How dare she? And behind the scenes, they will say, I hope she gets him. I hope she nails him. There are a lot of people in the GOP, in the leadership level that that feel that way, rightly or wrongly, that they they genuinely believe for the GOP to win again, Trump's got to go. They look at 2018, 2020, 2022, and they're like, "My gosh, we can't stop him, but maybe the the maybe the the prosecutors can." Now, as to RICO, um it only goes to the the Committee to Reelect the President of the United States creep. Committee to Reelect the President is called creep. Uh that was ironically the they started calling it that during Nixon's reelection. Um that is the nexus of the lawsuit. That, that's that's lame. the blame. That the Republican National Committee is a completely distinct entity. It's the committee to reelect the president. That's the problem. And they could go after the Rudy Giuliani's and the and the City Powells. They could go after probably the Mike Lindells. They go after Donald Trump and and possibly some of the Trump kids. They could do that. But I think I think based on the rumors in Georgia, they're looking at Trump and they're looking at uh, Rudy Giuliani. And it looks like, uh, if rumors should be believed, Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff, has been useful. I don't know that that's the case, but there's a lot of rumors about Mark Meadows being really cooperative. So we will see where that goes um, with the Trump administration. Now, when we come back, we're going to get into the, um, the UFO testimony. There have been some very interesting things said today. There have also been a lot of things today that were just I can't say anything in public, but if you want to talk to me in private, but I got a theory on this stuff. I, I've I've got a theory on what's going on.